Pipe Network presents. On this episode of Season 4, Let's Talk. Ah yeah, this one is um is an uh, an attire from the Gadang tribe of Paracelis. So this is one of the most intricate um set of um attire that you will be able to see in the Cordillera region because um the the Gadang of Paracelis they they um they have a whole history of weave weaving and uh, weaving beads um putting beads into the, the the ends of their attire and their their headdresses so it's very very intricate and um it's just so beautiful and um because my grandmother is from from Paracelis um from the Gadang tribe of Paracelis um Hey folks, welcome back to the Rajiv show and uh, what a surprise I have. My guest for this week is go- it's going to blow your mind because um during January of 2021, I participated in one of these big movies. This it feel like a big movie for me. I I had a 5-minute segment, but it took me 1 hour to get me makeup and all that stuff. And we're going to talk about that with my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Jill and Han Jong. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys? <laughs> we're good. We're all good. We're we're hanging on. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing good too. I'm How's good. It it's uh it's been mentally crazy. I've I've got lots of stories to tell you guys. But uh before we get into the meat and bones, of course, um I want uh, I want to let my listeners give a little back. Uh, could you give uh, my listeners a little bit of background about who you guys are? Who are we? I don't even know who I. Who am I? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> um. So my name is Julian Sanchez. I am an aspiring, an emerging filmmaker from the Cordilleras. I'm very into. advocating for the culture and the heritage and film and arts and astrology recently and all that jazz so hanjong tell us I'm, about yourself i'm hanjong kapuno i'm the alalay of jis <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm a, i'm also a cultural advocate i i go for uh, indigenous uh, awareness indigenous community I am for uh, the community Ordilleras. Yeah, that's me. Awesome. Uh, what else? Awesome. Yeah, I play I play uh indigenous instruments, something like that. Yeah. What else? And I'm also uh an aspiring filmmaker like Jill. Yeah. Filmmaker, <laughs> indigenous culture. Oh man, we got a lot of stuff to unbox in this conversation. This is going to be interesting. But before we unbox all those Pandora's box, uh, I got to ask, if both of you guys were high school classmates and I if, if we were all high school classmates, who were you guys in high school in high school if you guys were classmates with me? Let's start with the ladies first. All ladies first. If I were in high school with you two, with you two and Hanjong, yeah. I would be I would be the I would still be the class clown. I'm always the class clown. Kulit. I'm I'm makulit daw. How about you, Hanjo? Ako I would be the no, I would be the mysterious guy, you know, like <laughs> like Rokawa. You know Rokawa in Slam Dunk, something like that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It was funny. It was funny taking taking my first impressions of you guys i hope you don't mind if i share my first impressions of you guys sure let's take it back to the story guys we got a new interesting story that i haven't shared with you i think it was 2020 when i first met these two legends and then from then on out the communication never stopped the the emails and the back and forths and the stuff so the story was there was this thing called this event called if i'm If I'm aware of it, it was called Ibagtit. 
and uh, we were hanging up uh, artworks. I, I remember uh, this was in Luisa's, uh, if, if I'm correct. Yeah. Luisa's. So the first impression that I had was when uh, we were setting up the stuff, Hanjong approached me. At that time, we didn't know each other. And then <laughs> he he was surprised yeah. that I spoke Ilocano and uh, oh that, that was interesting. And then after they had a performance after the the entire setup, I went and I approached them and uh, that's when our conversation started. And from then on out, it, it was like a love love team. It's like three of us love team. Every time I connect with them, it's always an interesting conversation. To the point that I worked with them professionally in this movie that uh, they call it the 10,000 Errors. And uh, hopefully we're going to get a movie pre premiere or something online. Let's see how we're going to see that happen or something like that. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that. I want to keep talking about that because there's so many things. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of that film. You know, it wouldn't be what it is without you. I mean, you you really looked the part <laughs> and played the part pretty well. Yeah. 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 I remember. I think when I was watching the awards. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't. I don't think I remember sharing this with you guys. Uh, when when I was watching the awards, I was actually in the middle of a workout session, and then when I heard the that. Uh, uh, the movie got awarded world building or something. I said, "Whoa, yeah. that's my girl!" And then she, she "Whoa, my, oh my god!" I thought she was gonna use her signature "Inyangai Padle" kind of thing, and then she just said, "Oh my god, oh my god," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to sound cool, but then you know, I was. I, I still sounded like a like a little <laughs> girl because I was, you know, panicking yeah. and. I had anxiety when mm. I was on stage. I even remember what I said. I just thanked <laughs> people and I don't know. I don't remember anything. I blacked out. Yeah, she even <laughs> mentioned the demons. Yeah. yeah, she had a special mention of the, no, the demons. Did I, did I say thank you, Satan? Or did, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you, Satan. Sabi niya. <laughs> and the demons. Yeah. The, and oh. the middle of pull ups, I went down and I said, Uy, people that's People were my wondering, girl. Who's, who's Satan? <laughs> ああ、いや、そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そうです。そ
um, looking at it like we're learning from one another and the learning process is perpetual. So yeah. it's it's always learning and you know um, learning from the mistakes, um, correcting the mistakes so that um, all of all of our um, all of our culture and all of our heritage or traditions get gets still gets passed on to the next generation. Na pure siya, hindi siya yung edited or or you know um, what do you call this? Binabush. Binabush. term ko. Like um, I wanted to be as pure as possible when it gets passed on to the next generation because I am getting old. Anyway, yun lang. Ano ba si nabe? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I want to I want to cut that the, that portion first. Uh, I want to follow up a question for Jill so that and then I'll ask I'll yeah. ask Hanjong and then question. I hope you guys don't mind with the the setup. So the way I hear the way I hear it it's very interesting. Um is a very interesting question and I got a follow up question with regards to motivation. Because you know my show, the Rajiv show, is a motivational show, and um, I want to ask you, what is your motivational reason for you when when you get up and when you when you mention cultural de- decolonization and you want to uh, empower the strength? What is your what is your philosophy or your your motivation? That reminds you, okay, on a on a gloomy day, on a regular gloomy day, or a sudden gloomy day, what is that motivation that says, "Hey, this is me. This is what I need to do," or do you have that kind of motivation quote that brings you to the to to elevate yourself towards that gloomy day? Um, the, the truth is, like, of course, it's really hard, especially now that you know. You kind, you feel like you're locked in. You're locked, my lockdown, and you feel trapped, and all of those things. So, so one thing that I keep telling myself, I have an internal dialogue with myself each and every day, that in everything I do, I um I always um I always think of it like um every action I do will help make the world a better place. It's very, it's it's kind of. It's a it's a malawak. What's that in English? It's the white. <laughs> it's 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 a spectrum, you know, to make to make the world a better place. But but I make it a point that um to make the world the um in order to make the world a better place, you must go back to your roots because um when you go back to your roots, you get connected to the earth. And when you connect, when you're connected to the earth, that's when you make the world a better place. If you're disconnected to the earth, and wow. you don't know how to take care of all, and you you don't know how to how to to be compassionate to other people because you're disconnected to the earth, you cannot make the world a better place. So it's very important for me to remember that the word earth to be connected to the earth in order to make the world a better place. So when I'm sad, like hey girl. What you doing? You, you you have to do. I mean, that's that's just me being hard on myself and telling myself every day. Na, um, when you wake up today, you have to make um, something, whether it be big or small, to make the world a better place and make sure that whatever you do, you are connected to the earth. That's wow, all. that's very <laughs> powerful. I mean, that that got me tear die. Has got me really in a, a trance. Got me in a trance. Hanjong, the the question that I want to ask you, what is like I said at the beginning, what is your take on Igorot culture and uh, the same question that I asked Jill? Well, the first of all, I would I would like to thank uh, you, Rajiv, because even though I'm not uh, really good in speaking, you still invited me to your show. Thank <laughs> you very much, brother. Yeah, I love I love uh, to have you. Me. Yeah, yeah. Culture is, you uh, know, very important for me because since I was a child, it is the it is already the core of my values, my wisdom. You know, uh, I imagine if I don't have the, this, uh, the core, I don't have my uncles and my my mother who who raised raised me with uh, with those values. I might yeah. be a bad person now. That's what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, it's very important for me. Culture is very important. In all aspect of life, music, 
uh, you know, uh, lifestyle, lahat yan. And I think it's just simple. Uh, all the answer is uh, from our from our inner roots, from our roots. Parang lahat ng kasagutan ay kung saan ka nanggaling. Ano ba yun? Lahat ng kasagutan ay nasa sa iyong pinanggalingan. Something like that. Interesting. It's uh, what I believe in. And uh, yeah, today kasi we are um, people now like like my age. So there's a lot who really doesn't care about our culture. They I do agree. Care yeah. More about the yeah they care more about uh, other people, the Western side. The, the I mean it's not bad to to you know to to be inspired with other cultures. But uh, what I'm saying is that it is also important to know. Where you came from, yeah. in order for you to, you know, para ma, so that you can you can also be proud. You can also be you can also say to yourself that hey, uh, we have the same culture. This is also our culture. You can koy pagmayabang ba? You can you can you can show you can, it off. I can show it to the world. Like, this is how rich our culture our culture. Um, ganon. So, culture is very, very important dahil yun talaga yung pinanggagalingan ng ating values, ang mga wisdom. Interesting. Yeah. I was about to ask you the the philosophy about uh, your motivation and your philosophy, but you you kind of summarized it. Culture is very, the words mm-hmm. that you said is very powerful. I was about to ask you a follow up question, the same question that I asked Jill earlier. But then you you already connected it somehow. You're very genius, uh, very very genius and very advanced thinking. I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, thanks, wow, Mama. you're Thank such you. a genius! Wow, genius first time. Hindi naman ano lang. It's what it's uh it's what I think. Like culture is really talaga right in my core. It's so. Uh, ito talaga yung sinasabi ng damdamin so it's really that important for me yeah interesting um for those who don't know by the way for all our listeners who don't know uh i uh, i'm sure all everybody knows everybody who who listens to my podcast know that i am half igorot and i'm also half indian so i share two uh, two bloodlines and i also have a blog which uh talks about what inspired me and I'm sure I sent this to Jill and uh, I, I sent this to a couple of uh, friends and family members yeah. and and it was a powerful take and I just wanted to talk about my insights to how I look at Ibaloy culture here especially from where I stay uh, the age of the age of it is dying and uh, sadly it's it's a fact from from where and I'm sure my guests they also agree with me uh with with the dying age yeah. we need to somehow maintain some sort of uh balance to it because it's okay to go towards the future but it is pointless to go to the future without knowing like what Jill mentioned knowing where your root is and how grounded you are to the ground that you came from because that's uh, yeah. that is one thing that is uh something that is lacking thereof in this uh, generation it's all about new technology new cell phone new this but nobody knows how hard it was to create the thing especially in birth and this is this is going to get a little bit philosophical i hope you guys don't mind um it's going to i'm going to pour my heart out to these guys but because uh it's it, uh, because i remember having a conversation with Jill and Hanjong about um the stars and stuff like that no offense uh, i don't understand the thing hence i don't question it but for me personally i question a lot of things and that's uh, how i see and perceive education rather than uh, in society nowadays where everybody's got an answer you know and i don't know if you guys uh, you guys agree mm. with me you know when you go to school immediately yeah. you ask a question they have an answer and then once you cut deep into that even if the teacher doesn't know how to answer it you, you know the, the question becomes unknown to the point that you know you have to find it you have to do the research and you have to do especially in cultural heritage you're digging into an onion it's like you're cutting into a layer and you think that you're already uh, you're already near the core of the onion you're still far off you just merely scratch the surface yeah. and i think we need exactly. to right. 
we we need to learn how to cut it more deeper and deeper until of course uh, the onion we get to get to the layer of the onion and this is really an interesting philosophical take on uh, culture that i've never never expected <laughs> this is why i love impromptu conversations <laughs> and um, uh-huh. i think um, for those who are tuning in i think there is a probably most probably the profile pictures of my guests they have this uh, they have this uniform uh, our uniform our igorot uniform uh, or our clothes and i'm sure they're going to portray that in in the pub mats i'm sure you guys are going to be educated about that uh, jill could you educate a little bit more about what you were wearing during that photo up with the with the hat and the 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 cultural hat and the cultural dress which one was that is that the blue one or the black and white one the, i forgot what i sent the one that <laughs> is the one that i see in your profile now in in uh, here oh. on here in zoom ah yeah this one is um is an uh, an attire from the Gadang tribe of Paracelis. So this is one of the most intricate um set of um attire that you will be able to see in the Cordillera region because um the the Gadang of Paracelis they they um they have a whole history of weave weaving and uh, weaving beads um putting beads into the, the the ends of their attire and their their headdresses so it's very very intricate and um it's just so beautiful and um because my grandmother is from from Paracelis um from the Gadang tribe of Paracelis um I really want to show people that hey um maybe you haven't seen this before because you know when they say when they say cordillera maybe what they see is um those that are displayed in stores here in baguio so you don't really get to see um these things that are outside of baguio or benguet so this is from mountain province and this is what it looks like it's so intricate don't you know that like we have something like this of this level of of intricacy of detail detailed work so So I wear it quite proudly on Zoom, um, especially when I have international meetings with people. They're they're actually very curious because they they haven't seen this before. They're, yeah. They're, the um the thing that they they see um are are, are those of the um Benguet Benguet attire because yeah. you know that's what is um um produced more in the world I think for yeah. people. So so. For us to be able to showcase this kind of thing, like also the attire, which um, which I I also wear in in important events, occasions, mm. so they get to see that Apaya also has has this blue, um, this beautiful blue attire with with also beadwork and with the bandana, with the um, sorry. With the with the with the cloth that is wrapped around the head and the the pom poms that are hanging, so so these are uncommon um, attire that you will see in the Cordillera. So so it's very important for me as a cultural advocate to to show people that this exists, and we want to to uh, to show the youth that it's cool to wear these these attire. And you know, because um, you know, some people think that it's not. Like I mean. When I get to talk to people, they don't even know. They don't even bother to know where they come from, or even bother to understand um, where they're where. You mean their roots? They don't even bother to understand that because for them it doesn't really matter where you come from. It's hmm. where you're going, and it's what you do with your career. But but I think people need to understand, especially the youth of today, that um, you know. Everything is interconnected. So if you don't really, you know, again and again, I'm gonna say it again. If you don't know where you come from, you're not gonna get to where you're going. Rizal also said that. Ang hindi marunong lumingon sa pinanggalingan na hindi mahakarating sa pararoonan. And I believe in that firmly. In all indigenous cultures in the world, um, those who have made it, ha- uh, those who have made it. I mean, those those people who have become truly successful in in the soul level have connected yeah. to where they come from. Mm-hmm. 
They, they've connected to where they truly come from. So Powerful. so that's very important, I think, for everyone. Powerful. And I I assume Hanjong also has a photo shoot like this, but his is much more different. I I I think I, I saw that. I saw that somewhere on Thanks. Facebook if uh, if memory serves. Kalinga. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was wearing a Kalinga attire because uh, my mom is <laughs> from Kalinga so yeah, I'm really proud that I'm uh, uh I'm an Ikalinga. An Ikalinga. Interesting. Interesting. I am Yeah. One thing I found interesting in the earlier conversation as I was uh, talking to you guys, uh, I noticed that uh, there was something that uh, caught my ear. In in this conversation, uh, this is rare that I usually uh, I'm very distinctive without writing notes this time. I'm, I practice not writing notes while having conversations because I, I uh, sometimes my attention, I have ADHD. So I've noticed in the earlier conversation when Jill was trying to explain, I found it interesting how westernized she is and how she can adapt to the westernized uh, ability and uh, how she uses the ability of being westernized. And then once we transitioned to Hanjong, it was more like Hanjong was already rooted. So it was like there were two, two different pieces of the pod, if you know what I mean. And somehow this, yeah. this conversation is working because we have two opposite uh, two opposite viewpoints. One that is from, and one that is going. So it's a, it's a really interesting yeah. dynamic here, and I I love it. I love I love this conversation. And um, oh, if, no. yeah. And uh, for those who are tuning in, by the way, I hope if Venezir hits this point of our conversation, we want to shout out to Venezir because. Um, Hi. I, Hi. I, well, we, uh, we recall or I recall that uh, there were some few paintings of uh, Jill. Mostly it was Jill and Han Jong in most of the murals that have been established in places in Baguio. Uh, for those who are in Baguio, shout out to you guys as well, you know. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting. Um, uh, all, all three of us should get into a podcast or four of us should get into a podcast and start talking yeah. about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting uh, thing. And um, I love it. I love it. Um, I, I want to get into filmmaking, but before folks, uh, I want to talk about filmmaking and uh, you mentioned music. I, I want to open that Pandora's box uh, as well. Hanjong mentioned music. Before we yeah. before yeah. we talk about that, folks, we're going to have a short break and we'll be right back after these few short messages. I like to have a good time when I listen to my horror podcast. Her left arm oh, was chopped so, off. Oh, my God, really? Caused a panic all over Prolonged the their deaths for like months and the months. The frightening, alarming, real-life tale show is my horror uh, podcast. My horror podcast. That's it. Pause, pause it. Cause... This is your scary part. <laughs> Be scared and laugh hard with a frightening, alarming, real-life tales show every Friday on all major podcasting platforms. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. Hey folks, welcome back to The Rajiv Show. And um, what an incredible first half. We dabbled into the philosophy of understanding our roots as a culture. And of course, we're talking about Igorot culture in this uh, conversation. We have three perspectives. If you haven't heard the first part, it was interesting. We have Jill and we have Han Jong, my guest, my lovely, lovely guest. And on this half, we're going to talk about music and, of course, filmmaking. So now let's get into the music side. Um, uh, again, ladies first. What got you into music? Because I know you have an amazing pair of lungs and you, you know how to belt and you know how to sing and I've seen those photos where you were, and don't mean to stalk you, but I mean to stalk you, but I've seen those photos where you were featured in ABS, CBN and all that stuff. And I'm proud of you for that. So when, oh. when did the influence of uh, music start, start with Jill? How it started was because um, my dad is actually a musician. He is hmm. a folk singer. So he's this, 
party animal type of musician. <laughs> How to explain? But um, I, I was a daddy's girl. I was such a daddy's girl, and and I would sing with my dad, and he he would always be invited to parties where he would have to perform. So I was performing since I was three years old. They wow. would let me sing randomly. They would just call me to sing, and then. Hey, you sing a Japanese song, or you sing oh. a Spanish song, or whatever. But I've but I've forgotten everything. <laughs> but but yeah, he would make me sing, and so um, this is why I'm also like used to. I'm I'm used to being on stage. I'm used to performing, talking, being an attention. <laughs> you can't say bad words, pala here, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So so I got used to to being a performer. So um. It's it's very much my dad. It's my dad who introduced me to music, showed me all different kinds of um, all the genres that are there in the world, and all of the stories behind these artists. You know, there's chismes pa behind like the Beatles and Elvis Presley and all that. He would tell me everything. So hmm. so it's very westernized actually, because <laughs> he he's he's a he's a Canadian citizen. My dad so. So he's very um, focused on that that side of things. So my mom, naman, um, would would of course listen to OPM, Joey Ayala, Asin, um, and and um, Apo Hiking Society and all that stuff. As I was growing up, because my dad was in Canada when I was growing up. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so it, it's it's a balance between Filipino and you know Western. Um, Western references in terms of music. Yon. So recently, I just got to see like the importance of like indigenous music and how beautiful it sounds when it's incorporated into like when 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 pop um, pop crosses with indigenous music. Like Joy Ayala did to the song "Luxong Tinik." It's so beautiful. It's like EDM and indigenous music combined. So it's just. I'm just really into all genre, all genres because of my dad. And, wow. and, and I've seen I've seen many different uh, both ends of that spectrum, but I'm not really I wish I learned to play instruments well cuz cuz and and uh yun yung I wish I continued playing the guitar. I wish mm-hmm. I did. But now I I'm I'm just a singer. Just <laughs> a singer. I'm well, just a vocalist. So I I leave it yeah. to Hanjong to play the instrument. Exactly. I was yeah. about to say that. Well, you already have a guitarist, so what's your there's no issue there. And <laughs> yeah. with Hanjong, with regards to music, uh I, I presume because uh for those who who have seen me and who have seen the photo of Hanjong probably in the pub mats, we both look alike, so it's most likely our musical background would be the same. Not just kidding. I, I want to know your your musical <laughs> side, uh, your musical side to what got you into playing the tungali, um, the paldong, and and these these instruments. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, I've got I got over overexposed because since I was in the womb of my mother, maybe uh, yeah. Uh, every time every time i uh, always uh, i always uh, hear the music of the indigenous music of the cordilleras so i might i i might say that i was forced into it but uh, eventually <laughs> yeah. i mean i love it because one is uh, only a few people knows how to play indigenous music true yes. true true it sounds really good yeah it sounds yeah. really good and it it quite uh, connects to the to the soul and to my ancestors. That's why I really love playing indigenous uh, yeah. instruments. But I also learned how to play guitar, how to yeah. play you know the African drums, the jambe. It's all, uh, yeah, it's yeah the jimbe because jimbe. essentially it's also indigenous, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's yeah. So interesting. Since I was a kid, I was. Yeah, I was exposed. I was, uh, and I loved it. I loved it. And uh, yeah, I thank my ma- mama and papa for exposing me oh, to and this. Your uh, and your uncles. And my uncles. 
all of them are uh, yeah you know musicians which that's yeah, cool. they incorporate indigenous music indigenous instruments to their music that's why i was also inspired by them so interesting yeah. interesting this is fascinating um uh, uh my story on this regard is uh, much more opposite <laughs> um i learned mm. how to play music uh during my lost years and okay for those who I've already said this countless of times folks my lost years was the year 2008 till 2015 that the lost years was my creative period because I was in India and uh, I think on uh, 2008 uh, I dropped out of high school just to give it give you guys a nutshell of what what exactly went mm. on I dropped from high school and then of course uh, because of that failure I decided to isolate myself from the world and the only a relationship that i had outside of my own self was of course arts and then came music so that was where i started learning music of course in the university of youtube if you guys know that university it's a very beautiful uh-huh. university uh-huh. and it's the they do yeah so uh i i studied uh, studied this studied that i studied all the musical stuff and and i became a second generation bass player coming to think of it once i once i got into i was fascinated with slap bass and saying my dad was always always shares the fascination of the fact that um i just picked up the bass and of course uh, i just started the journey there was no there was no fear no uh no doubt and it's just more of uh, enjoyment for for the music but sadly uh, after graduation moving forward from the transitioning forward from 2015 and 2020 i made an oath 2020 or yeah the the year of the pandemic uh, i made an oath to myself that once i graduate i want to do something else you know i want to go somewhere else and i think i went full circle with the whole art life because the artistic life was there in me during the lost years even when i was younger than the lost long, younger than the lost years like i said it's the longest relationship that i've had longer than i had with music that's why uh, i feel a little bit weaker now when it comes to playing music and all the stuff that i learn i i still have it in mind and mostly i i often wish that i could just pass it on to someone who is worth the effort and i think i did i did uh, i had a student who I, who I taught for some time and then uh the the teaching and then the 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 kid disappeared and I hope uh, the kid is okay but yeah that is my story more on the art artistic side of it is more like um my love for art was much more than the love that I have for music although I listen to music as I speak with you I'm also listening to um the piece the composition that i th- uh, of robert dimbleby and i'm i'm sure you guys know who robert dimbleby yeah. is he was my 50th guest yeah. on on my awesome podcast guy. and he's an awesome down to earth kind of person and i i'm i'm proud to have that uh, conversation although it was the most hardest uh, to edit and i'm sure jill and hanjong knows the story on how what what i had to do after i edited that <laughs> episode but yeah, yeah transitioning on from music uh let's get into filmmaking now this is i'm sure this is a brand new field i had an interesting conversation with my guest previous guest kazim about acting and um i want to share some insights on what i heard in in, in his conversation about acting it's like when you get into a character he gave me this tip is like when you get into a character you put your personality and everything you have in a box and then you store that box inside your inside inside of you yeah and then once you whatever character you need to be you need to get into that character act like that character be that character and that thinking about it seems easy talking about it itself sounds easy but doing it is the hardest part of the thing and i was going wow that this this exactly. is something else and uh that's why i really i i think the the best people who work together now i understand those that work together and become friends who build a friendship are those that have the ability to transition from being themselves and being thing 
because I want to share my experience that I never shared with you guys in the thoughts of uh, that small 15-minute scene, which I remember we 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 <laughs> we had an interesting uh, thing take on. Mm-hmm. For me, acting. Uh, I think I me- I mentioned this in uh, my in Kazim's episode. Uh, for me, uh, acting is more like a natural thing for me because I have the ability to switch from one character to the other. And it, it's funny. I sound demented. I do not know if I sound demented from your end, but I do have that ability of switching into characters easily. Uh, one day, mm-hmm. I, uh, this is sometimes it's a challenge when I get put on the spot, but there will be some days that suddenly I will pick up on British accent, like a Brummy accent, or I'll have a Cockney accent, and then transition back into Rajiv. Wow. It's very, That's it's very funny. weird. Yeah, and uh, for me, the way I learn is just by watching. Uh, this is a funny. I don't know if you believe me or not in this uh, in this take that uh, uh, when how I learned how to speak Tagalog was because in in my early college years, I remember my first years. I had no friends in the first years, and then um, what I remember was uh, I I I have my my lunch. I, I take my lunch into the canteen and. You know, UB's canteen is wide. They got the nursing, uh, saying before the pandemic, yeah. they got the nursing. They got all these people everywhere. So I just joined in one of Kubo. those. Co- yeah, not the Kubo, the other one, the the more right. cleaner one. So <laughs> the more cleaner one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the cleaner Kubo, the one that's below, uh, saying the one of the tall buildings. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there. I know that. I sit down and then I sit down and I eavesdrop on their conversation and how they speak, how they articulate. And sometimes I also try to imitate what they say in my head, of course. I imitate what they say and that's how I can speak Tagalog fluently. But I cannot go deeper than the fluency of what I can. There's like a certain threshold that I cannot go beyond. But yeah, (laughs) that... That is, uh, that's how I pick up uh, certain, and also I can pick up like, I, I'm a cinephile. I love movies. So, uh, I, I love American Western movies. So I can switch into a sudden girl from, from California, you know, like, oh my God, this guy's not, is so hot right now. And I can just go like that for, for just a few minutes. And then on the other hand, it'll be like, you know, be normal. And it, it's just, um, it, it makes me somewhat a weird cookie in, in some way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can adapt into, you can shape shift into anything. Yeah. That's why when you guys told like me to act, it was like, it was just a piece of cake. It's like, I was just there. I was, I didn't even need to, you, the, 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 the script, you just gave me a small script. And I think it was just, I think it was just like the role of a the tissue paper script kind of thing. And it was just memorized that and this thing. And then that's all. And then I, I was already in character. It was, <laughs> it was funny enough. <laughs> I felt like my, I, I yeah, came in and yeah. it was automatic for you to be a demon, Rajiv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. And now I want to ask, as usual, ladies first, what was the experience of, uh, what was the thought? I actually wanted to ask you this. What was the thought going, be, uh, what was the thought in your mind going through that process of, Ah, this shot is better. That shot is better. And then, of course, Han Jong's side. Uh, this shot is better. And then, um, of of course, in the editing, you guys were also debating on which one should probably make the final cut because, of course, definitely some cert some certain viewpoints were much more better in certain areas. So I want to ask Jill, what was going through your mind when you were creating the story and producing the story and then finally releasing the story? That's three questions in yeah. one. That's a lot. This is like a beauty contest. It's pageant season. But anyway, um, yeah. So um, when when Montañosa Film Festival um, released the theme, which is crossing borders, and like a lot of people passed away because of the pandemic, I wanted to, to create something that would, you know, make them, make them think about um, life 
I mean, how short life is and that maybe their loved ones are in another dimension, you know, waiting in line for what is to come and stuff like that. So I wanted to 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 create something that was literally about the afterlife because a lot it, everything is about death, death and death and it's just so tragic. So I wanted to make something light and creative um that would tackle the afterlife. So naturally in the afterlife um there's um there are souls there there are angels there are demons and all those hmm. things so i wanted to make it fun and i wanted to make it um light and i also i i i also wanted to to tackle many issues in the film subtly um all of the subtle um issues that i wanted to tackle i wanted to 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 tackle um you know um When people are kicked out of their indigenous lands, they tend to move to places like Manila. And um, when us indigenous people we get we get kicked out of our own lands, we on our own lands where we thrive and kicked in these places with buildings and pollution and everything. Of course, we don't thrive in those places, and naturally, our health suffers. Because you know we're people of the mountains, we're people connected to nature. So um, you know that was tackled in the film. The mother and the father got sick when they moved to you know when they moved to the city to Manila. Um, hmm. When supposedly they, they they're, they're supposed to own, um, they're supposed to live to to stay in Ifugao because that's where they are from. But because of you know um, because like a lot of ancestral domains are are getting taken by these I, i can't say bad words but you know these ancestral domains are getting taken from the indigenous people themselves you know mm. we lose numbers we lose by numbers so that's that's something that i tackled but very just in a i made it very um subtle but um one of the things there's so many things that that this film was able to i mean like package into one whole Um, shebang. I don't know, but but it's it's just very important um, for me to um, to show people that power power ends. You know, when people are greedy for power, and when I mean this, when we're on Earth, we think we're so powerful when we have all of the money, the the power. Hmm. The, I mean, when we have all that while on Earth, but in the afterlife, you know, you can't really do that in the afterlife afterlife anymore it ends all of your earthly bs ends in the afterlife and you have to get what you deserve for all the things that you did on earth so both of my characters are, are also anti-hero um because i didn't want ayoko nang, i just wanted to show people that um there's the, there's this thing that Talat calls formula films pasok sa takilya films Um, films mm. that have formulas. So I wanted to show them that walang bida. This film doesn't have a a bida. This film a has hero. two anti-hero characters. Yeah. They're both anti-hero. They're both sinful people. But you know, um, but it worked. And there was there was no love theme actually. It was you would see the the brother's love for his sister. So there's no love triangle. There's no kabet <laughs> and all that but i just wanted to show them i just wanted to show people that um there are stories that work even if um you don't use the formula stuff because tatay kidlat is such a very uh, such a deep influence um in terms of filmmaking because he taught us me and hanjong that you know there are things that are necessary Um, when they're unnecessary, you don't have to show violence. So in our film, you would see violence was showed in such an artistic way. Um, yeah, interesting. There, there, there were so many things because we wanted. I mean, we we had a time limit in in uh, in our final release, but we wanted to show more. But we had to cut down like a lot. We really had to cut down a lot. But there were a lot of things that we really wanted to show as. Um, As we try to revolutionize filmmaking as much as we can, as little as we are, we, we're trying our very best to show everyone that 
um, when we show films, we show films for a reason. We show films because yeah. we want to awaken consciousness. Um, we show films because we want to make people more compassionate towards each other. We don't make purposeless films. That's what yeah. I I want to portray as a filmmaker. It's very hard actually because, you know, you only make money if you feed the masa, if you show the masa what they want to see. But I think the masa is very much ready to, to become um, more awake and to get their consciousness on a higher level. So that's what we're hoping to do and continue to do more of as filmmakers. <laughs> wow, that was you. You answered all the three questions in it. Is the, the yeah. very in-depth philosophical side. Yeah. Do I win? Do I win Miss Philippines now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Hanjong can handle a longer answer as well. <laughs> no, I'm just thoughts. a man of few words. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, then let's curious. let's hear them words. He's let's hear curious. them words. <laughs> no, I give all praises to Jill because you know she's really talented. When we created uh, this film, Ten Thousand Errors, uh, it's really a a beautiful content, and I really love what uh, Jill is. Jill has created the storyline um, because yeah. it requires a special. A special skill not yeah. everyone uh not everyone easily gets to uh you know write a story and you know because for me it's hard for it's far it's hard for me to do that true, my only true. uh yeah my only role for the film is to you know uh produce what her, her imaginations are yeah. yeah, her idea. So I give it all. I give all praises to Jill because she is really, uh, she is really creative, creative and talented, and I love her so much. And uh, yeah. Aww. So for filmmaking, I, I'm, I mean, uh, still have a lot of things to learn in filmmaking. Yeah. We during the shooting, we just had this uh, digital True. video camera. I mean. True. What do you call this? Uh, ano yun? Handicam. Handicam pa yung ginagamit namin sa what yeah. we use in the 10,000 is just a handicam. Basic tools. Yet, we, yeah, we, yet we, we, we produced a wonderful film. That's because of the content. So that's yeah. why I, 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 uh, I realized that even though you have the best camera or you have the best gadgets, but your story is... Uh, is Shitty. Is, uh, yeah, can... is shitty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is your film is uh, done unpurposely, no purpose at all? Yeah. It will be it will be a waste of time of everybody. So, yeah, uh, content is very important. I give it I give it that I give it to uh, all praises to Jill because she she really did good. And yeah, I still for me I I'm still learning and uh, yeah. I hope to learn more about film. I must say yeah. I'm proud of you guys. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for for sharing this because to me it blew my mind. Um, I, from everything, from the experience of trying to put the lens in my eye for at least an hour. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I uh, know for for those who are tuning in, it was it took about. How many hours did it take for you for us to be able to put the the red One contact? Hour. Yeah, the red contact lenses into Rajib's eyes. We were able to put just one. Just one. And then we we decided we were let's just chisana lang, just one eye for one red eye for him, because he's a demon and <laughs> he needed two red eyeballs. But yeah, it was hard. That's when I realized that not everyone is able to wear contact lenses. Like, yeah. like um, also Lesson the other learned. angels. Yeah, Rajiv, you're not a demon after all. <laughs> yeah. the, I didn't agree with me, but I remember when uh, when uh, Jill said, "Are we planning to do merch?" I said, "Dibs on the red eye." <laughs> <laughs> That's you, but yeah, yeah. This, I, I'm, I really I'm proud of you. To... I'm proud of us. For for accomplishing this, this is something. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, 
and thank you for really uh, joining. Thank for, you for being a part of it yeah. because nobody else could could play that that part that you did. The, all of the hysterical laughing, you really did so good, and we're so so happy that we got to meet you and that you're a part of the film. Very crucial, you know. I couldn't think of anybody else who have done what you were able to. Mm. <laughs> and and the way you morphed into a demon, a sweaty demon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. I, I, it was a good experience for me. First time experience, and um, uh, I think I can add that in the resume of accolades that I've uh, accomplished, like yeah. music, arts. I don't mean to brag. I, I I don't mean to show my awards here. There's no award show to be thing. Uh, music, arts, acting, and uh, blogging, vlogging, whatever the other stuff are, and then yeah, it's really, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really a huge honor. I'm hoping someday, if if the Rajiv show gets enough good financing, I hope the Rajiv show will produce one of your projects as well. That was one of my thoughts. Yes, please. Yeah, that was one wow. of my thoughts. Is like. You. Although yes, my name, the Rajiv Show. I just want to. Uh, I I can actually just put it as the Rajiv Production or something. But but let let's figure that part out. I I actually the last time I wanted to say that to you guys when we were face to face, but you guys were rushing off somewhere. So I said, okay, let me just save that for a better day. You know, and <laughs> yeah. now let's talk about that sometime soon. <laughs> Yeah, wherever yeah. we wherever we go in life, we we don't forget um we don't forget each other, you know. That's mm-hmm. true. If ever we get rich, we don't forget each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those who were there, you know, those who were there for us during our day ones. Those are the people that we yeah. we work with. <laughs> and uh, thanks, man, in advance. I'm claiming yeah. that. I'm claiming that the Rajiv show gets gets a lot of good financing. So. So we we can help each other out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, of course, of course, um, uh, there's so much more to add into this conversation. And I know my guest has uh, a time time schedule, I presume. So um, to wrap this conversation, of course, my listeners would love to connect with you guys via social media. Uh, how do they find you on social media? Um, us. Um, first of all, I'd like to um to to promote Pantisi Sampagita Creative Space here because it's we founded that um that creative space in which we shot ten thousand errors and Rajiv was able to to grace us in that place when it wasn't Pantisi Sampagita Creative Space yet. So you can search for that on Facebook Pantisi Sampagita Creative Space and at. And we also have a website, 23sampagita.com. Uh, for me personally, you can follow me on Instagram because um, it's the whole photo album of what happened to me in the last seven years. I don't know. It's like so many photos. <laughs> but it's at Juliana Maria. So I'm not going to let you guys follow me on Facebook because it's crazy. My Facebook looks whack. But on Instagram, <laughs> at Juliana Maria. Hanjo. Yeah. Just follow Juliana Maria and you, you can see my account there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, whoever is listening to this uh, podcast, thank you so much for uh, for listening. Thank you for tuning in and please continue listening yeah. to Rajiv. Continue he's got re- such good content and he's such a wise and kind dude. <laughs> I want to say yeah. thank you. Uh, so... I want to say thank you so much for having this conversation. I know third time is the charm. Finally, I managed yeah. to get you guys here, and uh, hopefully, yeah. I would love to have you back into the conversation. Like I said, if we have a chance, let's get a round table and let's get everybody. Let's get Venezir. Let's get Mister Boyfriend. I call him Mister Boyfriend, Venezir's boyfriend, because I can't catch his <laughs> name. So let let's get everybody. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. get everybody and have a nice round table conversation. Hopefully, and make a season out of it, and make it inspirational because. Yeah. You guys gave the inspiration, your heart and soul in this conversation, and I love it. And I love it. And I'm going to enjoy editing it. The editing, my editor is going to have a...
good time editing this. Deep down inside, he's gonna call me. I'm a bastard, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's what you do with your editor. You always mess around. So I want to thank my guest again <laughs> for for being a part of the Rajiv thank show. Thank you so much for being. Thank you so much for having us. It's it's Salamat so amazing. Marami. You know, you're always a good. It's always a good conversation with Rajiv, and I'm glad that you actually did a podcast because that's what that's what you are meant to do, I think, in this life <laughs> to make a podcast. Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, cheers, folks! For those who are listening, I will see you in the next episode. Cheers! Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you.